fantastic. Welcome to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast with vital advice if you'd only listen. I'm Adam Felber, the rational co-host of this field guide to life. And now, please welcome our other guide in the field, the woman who never uses a compass, Paula Poundstone. Thank you very much. That's actually my first fanfare. That's fantastic. Welcome, Paula Poundstone, and a big thank you to tonight's house band, trumpeter Stephen Billington. Let's hear it for Stephen, everybody. Paula, Paula, what piece of sage advice do you have to kick off our show today? I have terrific advice. Oh, great. Uh, As always. um, In my car... I keep a packet, f- um, several packets, for in case I have an accident, as copies of my insurance, yes, um, as copies of uh, my license, all the information anybody would need. Many and, people have this, and there's a, but but I keep it in a each one in a in a packet, and I have a cover letter um, that begins, "Oops, we've had an accident." <laughs> <laughs> I like that because you, with the we, you're not assigning blame to anybody because no, you're never supposed no, to. No, no, it's not necessary. Yeah, okay. and so we just get you know, so there's a nice feeling about the post-accident. Oh, so you get out of the car and you're like, hey, look, I have a packet. Yeah, I yeah. do. I give them their packet. Okay, so so you advise people to have a packet. I do. That way there, it makes the exchange amiable. It's quick. You're back in your car, risking <laughs> lives as fast as you can That's after wonderful. That. And you'll only get that kind of advice right here. So here's the lineup for today's show. Paula asks audiologist Dr. Michelle Sherman what we should and shouldn't stick in our ears. Is earwax a good thing? <laughs> And if so, why isn't it more popular? We'll also talk with Leslie Ann Weiss, a certified feline training and behavior specialist about how to tame a feral cat. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone comes to you from the Jorge Reyes Sound Studio, located on beautiful Miranda Avenue in North Hollywood. (laughs) And I thought since we're kicking off, we're still very early in this game, we should... Describe to our listeners uh, oh, the vistas of be- Miranda Avenue. Beautiful in doesn't begin to explain it. There's, uh, <laughs> we are um, adjacent, yeah. I think, yeah. uh, to, uh, and I don't know if when they sell this property they say, well, there's a view. Yeah. Um, but the view is of the laundromat. Mm-hmm. Of North Hollywood. The laundromat. Um, well, that's what I wonder. The words are a small the and then laundromat, big letters, and then in cursive on the bottom of North Hollywood. And I wonder, did they see it as the laundromat of North Hollywood or the laundromat of North Hollywood? We could go ask them, but I'm terrified of the place. <clears throat> I mean, it, I mean, I, I love this studio, but you step outside the studio and yeah. between here and Denny's is a wasteland of shambling mounds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you might, I, I had you a might bottle want. thrown at me coming here just a week ago, and I'm serious. It was a plastic bottle, a water bottle, and the guy, when I looked at him, like ran. Away. He was obviously some guy who was like, "Ah, you kid on a bicycle." I'm 50, and then when I looked at him, he like he like disappeared into an alley, like somebody out of a Terry Gilliam movie. But it was a, a legitimate throwing of an empty plastic bottle. No, it was, and I yeah. paid that guy ten bucks. <laughs> I well, you said, paid 10 bucks for terrible aim. I said, get out uh, of the way as quickly yeah. as you can. No, um, you might want to go into real estate because some of these words that you're using, some of the adjectives you're using are excellent for real estate. I don't think shambling mounds should show up in any description of well, a house. Okay, that's not a positive one. Right. <laughs> but it's still descriptive. Um, what was I going to say? Right on my way in tonight, I noticed there was a hubcap 
just laying near the alley that we walk into to get to the studio. Yeah, I think and that's I think the local equipment. Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, no, I think what it's saying is, yes, we're going to steal your hubcaps, but not for any good reason. Right. We're <laughs> <laughs> just going to, you know, yeah. we just, we c- because we can. Yeah, 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 right, yeah not, right. You know. This is what we're capable of. Right, exactly. You Don't ask us to throw them, though, because we like, will miss. It's like when you, when, it's like when you drop a, a $20 bill accidentally, and then you think to yourself, well, you know what? Somewhere someone's going to find that 20 and they're going to be really happy about it. You that know, so has never happened to me. That's never happened to you? No. I found a $100 bill on the ground one time, and I walked up to a guy a little ways ahead of me on the street, and I said, uh, did you drop 100 And he said, Yeah. Wow. See, my response would have been like, well, about 75, but thanks. <laughs> no, See, he, he, uh, he, 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 the only thing I knew about that $100 bill was that it wasn't mine. Yeah. So I felt, yeah, I didn't mind when I gave it to him. I, That's the I, thing. I, I go like, home with usually that when my hubcaps are stolen, I say to myself, well, somebody needed a hubcap. To leave as a sign and for so somebody I, at the front I of the I don't alley. feel that bad. But now when you see that they just discard it in front of Jorge's. Yeah. Right, exactly. Okay, Paula, now that we've set up the environment that we're in, let's use it and get to our first guest. Let's do it. (laughs) Thank you, Stephen Billington. Well, Paula, I don't have to tell you that on the show what we do is we get curious about things, we find an expert who can tell us how wrong we are, and we move from there. So tonight, we're going to probe our ears and find out what's in there. What should you put in your ear? What should you take out? What should you expect to come out? Paula, what's your advice before we talk to somebody who knows what do you do with your ear and the things therein? Well, I don't do anything with it. I mean, I... You know, here's my problem. You know, I know there's a thing that say, well, don't use Q-tips. You're not supposed to use Q-tips. That's and then I think, but I've got a big box of them. Yeah. If, if you don't, don't put Q-tips in your ears. Well, if you don't put them in your ears, what the hell do you do with them? I, I, well, there's other things you could put in your ears, like the earbuds and stuff. And, no, uh, I don't believe in earbuds. You don't I, believe in I, them. I, well, I believe they exist. I don't. The idea that you shove something with noise in it into your ears where there's just those little hair follicles that are your whole hearing thing. Wow, I don't even know if we need an audiologist given the level of your knowledge here. And a lot of this is based on science. Um, (laughs) You you know, and I've had almost no medical school. Uh, Almost? Almost no. Uh. No, when I, in my house, I don't allow um, earbuds. Because you you think they're bad. Because I think they're bad. I think they're harming. So when I find them, I cut them with scissors. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I'm sure your kids love that. Well, they all moved out. Yeah, well. I guess when it came down to between me or the earbuds, they said, you know what? It's a tough choice. Yeah. All right, well, let's find out how accurate your advice is. Please welcome Dr. Michelle Sherman, audiologist from the Towers Audiology Center. There we go. Thank you. Now, Dr. Sherman, I know Paula has something she really wanted to know involving her ears, so I'm going to just turn it over to the person whose podcast it actually is. All right. Sounds good. Are we supposed to use Q-tips? You can use Q-tips around your ears. What do you mean around your ears? You can use them around the, the, the outside of your ear, not in the canal. Oh. If you look at the box of Q-tips and read it. Uh-huh. It says, do not insert into ear canal. Yeah, well, but yeah. Frosted Flakes says, do not eat. That doesn't right. mean, you know. so, Well, you, they also, didn't they put that on like a couple years ago? No, 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 not at all. It was all. always no. that way? They were way? actually originally made for cleaning makeup up off your face. It was to clean tears out of baby's eyes and things like that. To clean tears Just out of baby's clean eyes? Just gook out of eyes. And, oh, like yeah. the gook. Yeah. Not the tears. Not the tears. No. The no. Gook. I was going to say, how weird. Gooky tears. Your kid's yeah. crying. Gooky tears, yeah. <laughs> your kid's crying, you go 
at him with a <laughs> Q-tip. But it's <laughs> not. The least comforting thing a mother could do. <laughs> I'm going to stab your eyes with cotton if you do this again. You can clean the very opening of the canal, but you're not supposed to put it in the canal. Well, where does the canal begin? The canal is, if you stick Venice. a finger in, that hole. That's the hole. That You can stick it right at the opening, but just don't go farther than that. Yeah, Because what happens? Well, if you are a wax producer, you're just really essentially pushing wax deeper into your canal, which is not what you want to do. Your ears are self-cleaning. They should clean themselves. What do you mean self-cleaning? They seem to, it seems like wax sits in a lot of people's ears. Some of it, but the way the anatomy is, is as you talk, chew, you move your mouth, the ear canal opens and closes and pushes wax out. Wax is healthy. It's good. It's good. And using Q-tips will dry your ears out so you get itchy ears just because you're taking the oils out. Oh, I've uh, had itchy ears. And you use Q-tips in your ears. I do. Like, I've never had itchy ears, and I occasionally use Q-tips. I, yeah, apparently. Uh, okay, no, wait. Um, I thought, because I went to a doctor one time, and she, she looked at my ears because you got a lot of earwax in your left ear. And uh-huh. I felt terrible. I thought it was like a bad... Yeah, like, like you ju- invited somebody over to your judgment. house. And, it, was, yeah. no. it was like a step away from saying, you whore. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I not like exactly. I was there in a tube top or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like really short shorts or something. Uh, so why? You know, so I don't. And, a, I, and in the end, I didn't. She didn't say. She didn't say to me. She didn't say. And here's what you do about that. Or here's why it's of a concern. It was just a judgment. Yeah. Slap in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we do sound judgy, but it's not judgy. It's like, wow, you have a lot of wax. Some people produce a lot. Some people do not. Some ears are... So you're are, saying it in awe? She might have been impressed. Some, sometimes I say it in yeah, awe, and yeah. people, wow, you have a lot of earwax in your ears. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing. It is a good thing? Wax oh, so is, you're say, wax so is that healthy. lady paid me a compliment? Yes. Because I haven't gone back. Oh, no. You can go... Did, no, she, was, well, did she clean your ears? No. Oh, she well. said, you get a lot of wax in your left ear. Get out. Now that I realize that was a compliment, then my right ear feels a little bad. Well, if she didn't clean it out, then no. that's a whole other See, uh, situation. Was I she mean, supposed to? I would have if there was a lot of wax. I mean, if the earwax is not... If the, well, if the earwax is uh, blocking everything, blocking your hearing, blocking the opening, blocking anything, yeah, clean it out by a professional. Not oh, by, by yourself. Professional. And, what, not and you by use yourself. a Q-tip, right? I do not use a Q-tip, no. <laughs> no. That, I'd be no. really no. mad if no, that she gets, no. no, she gets in there with a shop vac. I do, yes. <laughs> well, you can use a suction with a little attachment You can use attachment a suction on. That's with a little use. attachment? It's a little for wax for cleaning ears. <laughs> exactly. That's that exactly doesn't it. seem right. That's exactly it. <laughs> there are over-the-counter products you can use to clean out your ears that'll dissolve the wax. And oh, I've used those. You put them in and you hear like a, like a bowl of Rice Krispies yes, in your ear. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. See, those, I don't want to buy them because I just feel, I, I'd have to go in like in a disguise, <laughs> you know. Because you're so ashamed. You've been yeah. so wax yeah. shamed yeah. by this one audiologist. I have, I've been wax shamed. That's exactly right. Uh, now, um. Let's get to earbuds. So wait. So okay, what, no, what again, what is, no, I want to get to earbuds. What is, <laughs> what is the point of earwax then? Point of earwax is a lubrication for your ear canal. It's a protection system. So it is very acidic, so it keeps your ears healthy. It is a insect repellent. It keeps dust and dirt. It's insect repellent? It is an insect repellent. It's just repellent. It's socially repellent. It's um, insect repellent. I've never heard of it's that. It's highly well, acidic. Well, then how do you explain the mosquitoes that buzz around my ears in the summertime in New England? They're buzzing around. They're not buzzing yeah, in. They don't go in. No. Oh, <laughs> if they went in, that would be bad. They could yeah. get stuck in there. Well, they'd die. Oh. It's the acid in the earwax that 
acts as an I could insect kill repellent. mosquitoes by luring them into my ears. Yes. Wow. See, now I'm going to try that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. And am I right about earbuds? You're not right about earbuds. So, no, earbuds, depending on the earbud itself, there are limits on most earbuds. Some do go too loud, but for the most part, they're not bad. As long as someone standing next to you cannot hear what you're listening to, you're okay. The idea with earbuds is they actually go in a little bit deeper into your ear, so typically people are not turning the volume up quite as loud. Oh, because they're shoved in. Because yeah. they're deeper, just, closer to the ear. Just, if it's not good to put a Q-tip in your ear, then why would it be good to... Like, you don't my, put, it's not like I spend my time... I use earbuds all the time. Like When I'm on a conference call with you, I'm wearing earbuds. Um, Is that why you keep going, what? What? Yeah, well, what? Because, because I'm on a conference call with you, so I don't actually have them plugged into anything. Uh, but uh, No, but it's not like I'm like working them into my ear like a Q-tip. They're just sitting There's, there. Yeah, they're not that deep in at all. Okay. You might have been using them I, wrong. I, maybe I've used them wrong, because one time I put one in my uh, right ear, uh-huh. and then I pulled it out through my left ear. See, now that's that is too a deep. little too deep. That's too yeah. deep. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe, that was, <laughs> maybe that was a mistake. Probably. You're an audiologist? I am an audiologist. And do, do you find yourself, like, if you're, like, at a bus station or something, and you're, or a train station, and there's somebody sitting beside you on the bench, do you find yourself sort of staring at their ears? I do. I do. <laughs> I do. I do look at ears a lot. I yeah. look at ears all day, every day, and then yeah. I notice yeah. ears yeah, yeah. all wow. the time. Because, you know, yes. I, I, I would think that if I had your job, I would never want to look at an ear during the off hours. You would think so, but I like to look like, oh, that ear is weird. That ear is so you, that you, ear you really shaped funny. the right profession. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Did well, you I think it's because that's what I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you gravitate toward ears when you were a kid? No. Hey, everybody. As longtime listeners know, when Helix Mattresses first started sponsoring our show, Bonnie Burns somehow got the drop on me and made off with the first mattress. But in the intervening years, I have gotten myself a Helix mattress. I've had it for almost a year now, and it has improved my sleep. It has improved my life. I could not be happier. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, which I have, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, which is a mattress designed just for big and tall sleepers, and they even have mattresses made just for kids. Now, if you're like me and you were a little nervous about trying it online, or like Paula, who was screaming in fear of buying a mattress online, don't be. The Helix Sleep Quiz takes into account your individual sleep preference to match you and your partner with the perfect mattress. I took the quiz and I ended up with the great mattress for a side sleeper, the Helix Midnight Lux. Take my word for it, everybody. The Helix Midnight Lux. Oh, don't want to take Adam's word for it. I don't blame you. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula and use the code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Paula. Paula, I invited you over, but (laughs) fell asleep. Helixsleep.com slash Paula. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code. Adam. Yes. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And the sixth one has start a podcast. If that's you, 
<laughs> Make 2024 the year you finally checked learn a language off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. Don't do it. Or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Ugh. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. And Paula, I got to say, I really appreciate the whole like getting phrases that are important to know in that language right away, like how to order food, how to ask for directions, how to speak to merchants. And yeah. I really yeah. dig more than that, the speech recognition technology, because even if some of our listeners think that I have a weird cadence when I am attempting to speak Spanish, <laughs> I, am, I am speaking it well enough for the Babbel app to understand what I'm saying, at least when I do it right, like this. Listen to this. Adios, Carlos. Ya te vas. Sí, es tarde. Entonces, buenas noches. Hasta pronto. I don't think you have a weird cadence. I think it sounds great. Thank you. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Yikes. And their football team is fantastic. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Is there some kind of special? Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription. Wow. But only for our listeners at babbel.com slash nobody. If I'm not mistaken, Paula, that is 55% off at babbel.com slash nobody. The one spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. And then you just add a slash and the word nobody. And it's 55% off? Yeah. Wow. Rules and restrictions may apply. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code. Adios. Hey, guys, it's Adam. And tonight is January 3rd, and I am picking Giannis Antetokounmpo to score less than 36 points and James Harden to score more than 16. Why? Because I like beards. Am I putting a lot of money on this? I am not, because I'm not really a gambler, but I am having a lot of fun with Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, who I would lose to, you pick more or less than two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in, or in my case, not. So I don't bet a lot. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey had a 10.5 combo of three points made, plus receptions. Do I get that? Kind of a little bit. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. So, it's like an insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com nobody and use code nobody for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's prizepicks.com nobody and use code nobody for a first deposit match of up to $100. And then drop by and see how I did with the Greek freak and Harden again on January 3rd. My hopes are not that high. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.
I actually, I, well, I had ear surgery, not uh, cosmetic ear surgery when I was a kid because they were big and kids are mean and they made fun of me. Mm-hmm. But that oh, had so ears were an issue for you. Yeah, I but see. that had nothing to, to do with the profession. <laughs> that had nothing to do with the profession. No, but that was just cosmetic. Cosmetic. Yeah. But just seeing an ENT and starting in an ENT office kind of opened up my eyes to what was available. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's very interesting. Now, let me ask you about uh, something that, that, that bothers me. Um, and I can't pronounce it. It's either tinnitus or tinnitus. But I've had it for 10 years. I think it, I think it happened when I was doing a comedy sketch for a show on Fox, one of the many reasons I don't like Fox. Um, and <laughs> I was in a sketch where a starter pistol was set off near my head a couple of times. And I, I've had this ringing in my ear ever since. You can call it tinnitus or tinnitus. Because I matter. can't hear I, what I'm saying anyway. I call it, I call it tinnitus. <laughs> okay. Um, it is... Well, you don't get to just choose one way to say a word. <laughs> well, because then people aren't going to know pro- what you're saying. Well, professionals... Call it tinnitus, uh-huh. right? Like at their at their meetings and stuff. Sure, at yeah. their conventions. Just yes. so, just so the lay people Inco- don't know what they're talking well, about. Well, because it's not an inflammation, and itis so it would, be, would be an inflammation. Oh, right. oh, I didn't know that. Yes. It so is. when my mother would say, "Well, you have homework itis," she was talking about an infection that of my, homework. Yeah. My homework was inflamed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it never was. Well, if you weren't doing it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. eventually it built <laughs> up. Yeah. That's it's just, it inflames something. Tinnitus yeah. is a perception of sound when it's not there. Yeah. So it's neurologic noise. You're hearing your brain working. Okay. It's brain activity. That's gross. That so, is disgusting. So it's, And why was that triggered by a starter pistol? Uh, because and I was in a few bands, so I can't just blame the starter pistol. Typically caused by damage to the auditory system. Okay. Even if it's momentary, so even excess wax that's blocking your hearing uh-huh. can cause tinnitus. Forever. Oh my God. Not necessarily forever. Um, it is, once someone becomes aware of it, it's really hard to turn off. Uh-huh. So, I hate to hear the inside of my brain. It, I feel like I do whenever do. I talk to you. <laughs> no. <laughs> all, day, all day long, I would be sitting quietly hearing, there's nothing in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, hearing Empty it is working is good. Then you right. know. Yeah. Then you know it's working. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah. creepy. It's very, it's very annoying for a lot of people. Yeah. But there is a way to retrain the brain not to pay attention to it. Yeah. So it's why if you've ever looked it up, it says there's no cure. Right. Because you don't want to turn your neuro- neurologic noise off. Right. You so. just have to learn how to ignore it. No, it's not necessarily learning how to ignore it. You actually have to train your brain into not putting any importance on it. So okay. it's like, oh, it's there. And it's, it's great. It's not that big of a deal. And it's not letting yourself get into quiet rooms. And it's kind of... I've helped with Shifting that. The focus. Oh yeah, I'm never in a quiet room yeah, with you. I've really helped with that. I, I've, I've taken Paula to so many quiet rooms. And Adam, I'm, I'm over t- here, over yeah, here. Yeah, 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 that's that's why I <laughs> yeah, signed up for this. Don't listen outfit. to your brain, Adam. Listen to me. <laughs> and that works. <laughs> yeah, that's why I never want to let this podcast go. Yeah, never. But noise, especially that kind of a noise, that sudden impulse noise, uh-huh. is killer for your ears. The ears don't know how to react to it because uh-huh. it's not ready for it. Right. So you became aware of it right after that noise because it's actually you would have experienced something called a temporary threshold shift, which is a protection system for your hearing. Okay. But yours, because of that damage, because you were made aware of it, your your brain is always looking for that sound. Oh, man. So do and like, it's there. Do yeah. like, like running race officials, do they all have tinnitus oh, yeah. or oh, swim, swimming race officials? Yeah. yeah. I mean, just all day long. Boom, boom. Yeah, it's just constantly starting races. That's with why they hold it over their head, I think. Uh, they're probably wearing protection. 
Oh. And they know they're shooting it, so the ears react differently when you know you're shooting a gun versus you don't know a gun is being shot near you. Oh, yeah. So the, Right. I see what you're saying. Okay. Well, so let me ask enough. you a question. You said that earbuds weren't that bad. Then why are so... We do have a epidemic of kids losing hearing, right? Yes. So why is that then? Because of how loud everything is. Everything is loud. Movies are loud. Uh, concerts are loud. Sporting events are loud. Everything is louder than it's ever been. Speakers are louder than they've ever been. Everything is loud. Oh. So you can go to a concert and be exposed to 120 decibels of noise, which is so terrible for your ears. Yeah. It is OSHA standards allow you to be in 85 decibels of noise for eight hours. Every 5 dB you go down, uh, is you or go up, you decrease your time by four hours. So don't go see Springsteen. Wear earplugs. Because he'll play all night. Wear earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, he will. You yeah. can, but just wear earplugs. Protect your hearing. That's good advice. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the good news is soon there'll be no OSHA standards. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. yeah, so we got that going yeah. for us. We are, <laughs> yeah. Standards are kind of gone anyway. Well, yeah. business will be booming for me. I, yeah. I, I, all I, right. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of happy about that, aren't you? <laughs> so do you, like, when people leave, you know how you go to the dentist and you get to go into the little treasure box? Do you, when people leave you, do you give them, like, tickets to a concert? I get Oh, look, no, ACDC. I, I'll give them earplugs. Oh, do you? Sometimes I'll give them batteries for their hearing aids. But, wow. yeah. Wow. wow. I'll give them a big smile. Oh. Wow. Yeah. It's a bright smile. Wow. Very, very loud Any smile. reason why men have thicker ear hair? It's why do men have beards and mustaches? It's the same facial hair that's going to, oh, okay. same so that's type not, of thing. It's just not crawled my... into their ears? No, it's, yeah, it's... It's okay. the same thing. Okay, so there's nothing there. Yeah, because they're Neanderthals. That's why. <laughs> Not you. No. <laughs> no, but Adam, but over me. here, over here, Adam. Oh, 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 I feel so happy. Everything's so quiet. Um, okay. Um, so, any last tips for keeping your hearing sharp? I mean, it's too late for me because I already know Paula. But um, <laughs> if you're going to be in noise, protect your hearing. There are plenty of things that are available. If you're somewhere where you don't have protection with you. There's almost always noise protection available for you. You can go to the box office. You can go to concierge. You can go anywhere and ask them for earplugs, and they have it. They oh, are required wow. by law to have it. Oh, I didn't really know good that. <laughs> yes. Okay, Paula. So having heard all that, what is your advice for our audience on ears? Well, I'd like to give it to you, but first, could our house band Stephen Billington. Stephen, could you put a little something under my advice? Nice. If you've got gondoliers in your ear canal, get them out of there. <laughs> Nothing should go in your ear canals. If you've read the fine print on your Q-tip box, you'll see that sticking them in your ears was the furthest thing from the Q-tip inventor's mind. And, coming from a professional, hey, you have a lot of earwax in your left ear, is so complimentary as to almost be a mating call. <laughs> Oh, All right, beautiful. Dr. Michelle Sherman is an audiologist and the owner of the Towers Audiology Center. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Sherman. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you. All right, everyone, in case you're wondering, the cat of the week is ShamWow from Santa Monica, California. All right, thank you, trumpeter Stephen Billington. You know, 
We're a new podcast, and we're having a sort of what I would like to call a sort of contest for a theme song. Would you no, say it's that? an official it's contest. It's an official contest. It's, we don't yeah. know a lot about it yet, but we've got some great contenders already, um, but obviously we're not satisfied. There's no bathing suit competition. There, no, it's just a theme song competition. <laughs> yes. So having listened to this, and if you think you kind of get the gist of it, write, record the theme song, email it to Paula at PaulaPoundstone.com. You could put theme song in the subject line, and that would, that would help my assistant, Wendell. Wendell, to sort it out. Yeah. Would you also say that the winner will receive something, Paula? Uh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> the good feelings that come from winning a contest. There's a line written for you right bra- there. Bragging rights for the rest of their, no, no matter how dark their right days to- get, they'll always be able to say, say glory yeah. day, they'll yeah. always be able to say, you know, one time I wrote a theme song for a podcast. Yeah. That's a glowing part of any resume. The winner will receive an autographed copy of my book. And that, by the way, that will be autographed by me. Um, <laughs> the totally unscientific study of the search for human happiness. That's it. Yeah. That's that should gonna... be enough to motivate anybody. All right. I agree. Yeah. Um, Randy Newman's going to submit a theme song uh, because he knows he can get an autographed copy. Of, Why do they not do <laughs> There is a certain person that they should listen to. <laughs> that was sort of a black Randy Newman that you did uh, there, I, I think. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice. time now for some more advice. Paula, I know that you have a burning question about your cat. Wednesday. I do have a burning question about my cat Wednesday. My cat Wednesday, although I got her, uh, we got her from an animal shelter. We got two kittens from the same litter. One is Theo and one is Wednesday. Wednesday couldn't have been sweeter at the shelter. Uh, And now we bring her home and she's basically a feral cat in my house. She won't hang out with me. She won't. She every time I come near her, she runs with her belly as close to f- the floor as she so can she went get it. Feral after coming to your house, she went feral after being. To, yeah, I don't exactly. even know if that's a thing. I no, think I, feral means you were raised in the wild. Yeah. I mean, like my question about feral cats would be like, how long do you need to be out there before you're be, feral? Before you're feral, right? And like, right. If you, I know you go camping sometimes. Yeah, is there a risk of you turning feral? Yeah. Two, three days out there, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're as, chewing twigs. As soon as my dehydrated bill of fare is gone, then I'm feral. You're feral. Straight out feral. Yeah. All right, well, I know you're a cat lover. No, I'm a cat haver. That's different. <laughs> it's, it's not the same. Once right. you're in the double digits, you're a cat haver, and, and the love have, goes out of it. You have 14. I have 14 cats. So why, why don't you just put the kibosh on Wednesday? Send Wednesday off. Into, well, Wednesday might not want to live there. No. No, she loves you. Yeah. No, she, she loves me in her own way. All right, well, let's find In this out. way. Yeah, that's not in love. That, that's yeah. really not a love sound. And we have yeah. somebody here who can who can shed light on that. To give us some insight, please welcome the executive director of Surf Cat Rescue and Adoption, a certified feline training and behavior specialist, Leslie Ann Weiss. It's good to be here. Welcome, Leslie. Yes, thank you for being here. I just want to say one thing, Leslie. You know, uh, Wednesday came, I said, from the same litter as my cat, Theo. If we were at home right now, if we were recording Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone in my home. Which I will never do. um, (laughs) With a different co-host. My cat... My cat, Theo, would totally be in the way. He would constantly be on my lap, knocking things. He's the most social cat in the world. 
and his sister, nothing, not a bupkis. Well, you have 14 cats? I have 14 cats. Don't look at me with that judgment. <laughs> okay. I'm a crazy cat lady, so yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Um, it's possible that somebody in your house is bullying her. One of the humans or one of the cats? One of the cats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, well, that is possible. That's a lot of cats for one space. Yeah. Oh, you're assuming Paula has a small house. You have not been to Poundstone Estates. No, I haven't. Yeah. They're over in the West Wing. No, it is a, no, it, 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 it is a small house. Uh, um, yeah. No, I think. But why is she running from me if. Because you gave her the bully. Oh, because I provided. It's you, probably, you, you it's provided probably, the bully. It's probably Severus, by the way. You think so? She doesn't know that he, at the end of the story, he turns out to be a good guy. Right. <laughs> so, so you think that's it? Do you think it could be bullying? I think it could be bullying on a couple different levels. Like um, if they, they'll corner her at a litter box or they won't let her eat, they'll push her away for her food. And there hasn't been anybody to protect her. So, oh. Jeez, this is a sad story. <laughs> it's not only a sad any... story, you're kind of emerging as the villain of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there hasn't been any protect. I protect her. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, this, it's possible. All right, but what's the solution to, because I'm not getting rid of any cats. I can tell you that right now. I, wow. I get that. My feeling is Wednesday, buck up. That's my feeling. Is that not the right? How do you tell a cat to buck up? <laughs> Carefully, I guess. But, yeah. um, Separate her from the rest. Maybe put her with another kitty in like another room with the door closed. You know, you've got so to come that- to my house. <laughs> <laughs> we, for uh, one of the things I did every so often, we would take her and put her in the bathroom by herself. And then when people went into the bathroom, you know, we would pet her. And she. <laughs> and you could pet her in the bathroom. You could pet her in the bathroom. She was d- not right away, but if you pulled her out from behind the toilet, she was perfectly happy. Oh, so maybe maybe Leslie's theory is actually correct because it sounds like perhaps uh, that cat felt safer in the bathroom where the bully wasn't, right? Yes, it's very possible. What she didn't realize is that just under the cabinet in this in the, under the sink in the cabinet, there's Q-tips, <laughs> and if you shove those deep in your canal, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'd imagine that the same advice would apply to cats as humans. Yeah, don't put Q-tips deep in your canal. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, but say I got a feral cat in the wild. Mm-hmm. How do I? And I didn't have any other cats. Say, for example, okay. how do I make it not so, a feral cat? Anymore? So in fantasy land. Yeah. <laughs> how does the otherworldly Paula Poundstone, who has no cats, tame a feral cat? You can't really tame a feral cat. Once they're feral, they're feral. Yeah, cats. Really? Domesticated cats are only ten to twenty percent domesticated as it is. What does that mean then? Domesticated. They're, well, domesticated means that they'll be around you and not just cats and other animals. They'll and so there's humans. only ten to twenty percent of them. They retain their ability, their all of their instincts to go out and be wild again, and that's why you find so many stray cats out there because people can't care for them anymore and they might just let them go so, and so and they survive just fine because they've kept that part of themselves right. exactly. unlike dogs which, you know if it's a t- domesticated dog and it gets out there it's just gonna i don't know just get a, a minimum wage job somewhere and try to start <laughs> yeah again, it's not gonna, it's not gonna make it yeah it's yeah. not gonna make it yeah because a lot of them can't get into school all right so wait so you can't make a feral cat you shouldn't a make a feral cat you shouldn't you shouldn't because it's like being ad- abducted by aliens. 
So you're out there and you're having a good time and you're you're chasing assuming a mouse. you're having a good time. I, I'm yeah, I guess okay. I am. All but right. yeah, they're out there and they're chasing a mouse and all of a sudden they run into a trap and then they're in somebody's a building and then somebody's making them sleep and when they wake up they don't have their nuts anymore and it, it's it's like being abducted. So except instead of being probed, they a, get their nuts cut off. I thought it was a good thing to. Take a feral cat. And well, they don't have any experience, right? They don't have any experience with the what the better life might be. So it doesn't really look like the good life to them. Yeah, it looks like an alien abduction. Yeah, it's I get not that. the good life to them. It's no. exactly the opposite. Well, then tell us about um, uh, your TNR program. So Trap, neuter, release, or return. Or, yeah. So TNR is important. What you do instead of the old school way was to go out, kill all the kill the cats that were there, and then obviously they're going to come back. But you go out, you trap them, you alter them, and you re- you put them right back where you found them so that they just stop reproducing. Oh. And oh. then you don't have a million kittens. Oh, well, that's a good idea, I guess. Someone could do that in my house. <laughs> I, we may have to. Yeah. No, actually, my cats are <laughs> Your all... Your cats have got to be all They're, they're, all, they're yeah. all fixed. Okay. You know. Yeah. Yeah, they're fixed. We call it fixed. Right. But then again, there's We other say things. it's not broken. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Touché. well, I convinced them that they were broken yeah. and that they have well, to get fixed. Obviously completely convinced Wednesday of that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, so Wednesday needs to be isolated from the other cats until we find the bully and then we do what? Retrain I, the bully? No, I think that she just needs to be in a separate part of the house no, with maybe one or two other cats. Um, so are you suggesting then, because it's a very small house, are you suggesting then that I add on? Yes, that yeah, would be great. So I build on like a little... <laughs> Absolutely, and have the outdoor... The door. Have the outdoor portion as your catio. It's no longer a patio. Oh, it's a catio. It's a catio. That- I don't think even Wednesday has really like retained a lot of her feralness because um, there was a beetle in my house last night. And... And right now is that giant fly season. I don't know if you guys have that in your house. The yeah, big, the flies just those, started appearing. Yeah, those big fat ones that are yeah. kind of logy. Well, that means because they've been in the, your house eating for a long time. No, no, these come from <laughs> no. These there's a season where they just show up. Okay. And they're very slow. They're not hard to catch. I thopped one last night. That's how I got rid you of it. I just one? I just thopped it with my oh, fingers. You thought you so they're not it fast. Right. And now one of my cats went off. You know, they, they kind of observe that it's flying around, but they didn't go get it. So what happened to the feral instincts of these cats? Where's that 80%? Why would you do it if somebody else was going to do it for you? And that's what happens with oh. a lot of cats that are just kind of hanging out. Oh, they don't so want to be just, with you. You're just their, you're their meal ticket. So they're just, ca- oh my gosh, this is exactly like my kids. Yeah, it's like a, yeah. <laughs> not a all. horrible not story. All, but so some. they're just sitting there going like, oh, I hope that swapper comes by soon. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that is one yeah. big logy fly. Yeah. You want to swap this fly and then clean my waist in the other room? <laughs> that's what's happening. Is that yeah. what's happening? That's pretty much pretty, what's happening. Pretty much, yeah. So are you right. suggesting if I weren't sifting litter boxes, they would get up and do it themselves? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no, I think, no. Yeah, I think no. not. All right, so there's not a lot of training cats to be done. Then. Is, well, is there? Or, actually, there's a lot of training you can do. Okay, oh, well, can thank you t- tell us some it's, of the things we can well, do. Well, cats are really smart. Mostly work-related? Mostly, yes. Yeah. Manufacturing. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, it's in coal. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dying technology. So, the cats are great at it. Yeah. <laughs> so All right, ask, so ask what, me the question again. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, how can you train cats? So what can you do? What you can do and what the shelters are doing now is they're clicker training their kitties to do something that might impress a potential adopter and make them more appealing. Oh, so, so like you teach them like a high five or you things oh, like that. Wow. 
And they're doing that in the shelter? They're doing it in the shelters, rescues. And that's clicker training. You have one of those things yep. and it's in your hand that makes a clicky sound. And you click and treat at the same time. So you start with having teaching them how to sit. And how you do that is you just hold the treat up over their head and then they look back and they sit. And then you click and give them the treat at the same time. So, until so eventually that, they hear the click and they sit. Right. And wow. then somebody goes like, wow, that's a smart cat, even right. though it's wow. just a cat that's had five minutes of exposure to a clicker method thing. <laughs> or more than five. Yeah. yeah. And then it sits. And Yeah. 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 And, wow, and, and there's people that will get a cat. Like, they're looking around the shelter for a cat, and they see all sorts of cute kittens. Right. And they go, sit, sit, and the cats don't sit. And then they say to one cat, they go, sit, and the cat sits, and they go, this is the one for <laughs> me. smart. <laughs> Oh, there's a beautiful story. This is like this is like incredible journey. Well, the cats don't need to be told to sit. They're already trained to know when a person comes by, they sit and look cuter. Oh, they do that. This is because they just uh, want out of that cage. There's something about this that kinds like in real estate. After the real estate bust, when developers had made these big developments with like a bunch of apartments or houses that didn't have anybody living in them. And nobody wanted to be the first person kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So what they would do is they would have actors. They did this in the Los Angeles area. They would have <laughs> actors come and pretend to be neighbors. And they might have like a party on their lawn. Oh, while people were looking at the house. While the people did were showing really the happen? house. Yes. I, I heard it on NPR, so I know it's true. Wow. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And this sounds very much like they'd come over and ask to borrow something, right? And they're like, oh, look, neighbors. This seems like, so you get a cat that's probably just vicious deep down, probably just like a, it's going to claw your furniture and pee all over your house, but it high fives. And so this is uh, this uh, this strikes me as false advertising somehow. <laughs> We're dealing with the human race, so yeah. So Part did you get uh, did you get from a shelter any clicker cats? I <laughs> clicker the I clicker the shelter cats. Oh, you oh clicker, you do. Oh, so well, you clicker, oh, so I clicker the cats that I have. Yes, I am. Oh, okay, great. Oh, yeah. Well, there's no shame in that. Oh. Um, wow. Well, there is. Boy. It's a crime, but yeah, uh, it is a crime. This is, yeah, it's this fraud. Is not it's cat fraud. Kitty fraud. Cat fraud. I thought I had a special cat. If we could make Wednesday's behavior. Um, if we could tell people that that was appealing, like, you know, do you want a cat to hide out in your cabinet? Right. This is a cat for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you were going to try to farm out Wednesday. Yeah. 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 You, you yeah. know, you might, there might be a section of cabinet that you would like to have cat hair in it. <laughs> right. And this, and this is, is the, the cat, cat that for can you. do that for you. Because yeah. look how well she does this. Yeah. Do you but want a bad smell coming from the back of where you keep your dishes? <laughs> this is the cat for you. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a tough sell. Yeah. yeah. I guess it is kind of a tough so um now i i've seen people walking cats on leashes before i tried to put a leash on my cat's mic one time let me show you the scar <laughs> no i um i put a harness and leash on my cat horatio back in brooklyn we thought that would be great because we loved him so much we we're gonna take him everywhere and he couldn't even handle the harness let alone the leash putting yeah. that strap around he just walked around like you know like an old war veteran who'd been you know just Oh, the wound, I can't move anymore. And I'm like, you're one year old. It's, it's just a strap. You wouldn't wear it. They don't well, go in for that. They, uh, the harness thing is because so many people think that all cats should be kept inside. Yeah. And that these cats that, you know, are really, really house cats need to go outside and smell the roses. That's when it started and it became cool to walk your cat like you would walk your dog and, um, but you have to remember to protect those cats that are going to go outside on leashes with all the vaccines as if they were just running around out there. Do you walk your cats? No. 
Because they can't, they don't like it. When you put the the harness on them, they fall over. It's this. Yeah. It's like the thunder shirt, or the cow thing. The yeah. I don't know what Brandon. the thunder shirt is, but the that's... thunder shirt is a it's a um, like an elasticy kind of a shirt that you would wrap tightly around your dog so that they they feel comforted. Like that's the a, idea. A of hug. It. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. dogs love a hug. Yeah. yeah. They don't even have them. arms for hugs. Yeah. Um, that's why they need us. I at one point I was in Alaska and I went on a dog cart, um, which is how they train the dogs in the off season with this the dog is going cart. I can tell. And uh, so uh, I came home and put harnesses on all fourteen of my cats. <laughs> yeah, how that and, work? Uh, let me show you the scars. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that wasn't yeah that didn't work out. So yeah, they didn't like that. Yeah, well, I mean, and some do. Some love to go. People like to travel. They like to go camping. A lot of people with smaller living quarters are adopting cats instead of dogs. Right. But they want to do the same thing and be active. And That's exactly what we tried to do yeah. with Horatio. And when we moved to Los Angeles, we took him with us we, and in, in the SUV. And he actually started to enjoy the, the car a little bit like, like, a, like a dog might. Um, but the Grand Canyon did nothing for him. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Do Actually you, lifted you, him up, walked him to the edge, and he was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Do you remember that time when you got lost and he kept saying, pull over and ask directions? Yeah, Just and I would never would. Yeah, right, that, yeah. That's the difference between cats and men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a cat will pull over and ask directions. Yeah. Nothing pisses a cat off more than yeah. riding with a man yeah, that won't we, pull we over and ask directions. all the time, me yeah. and that cat, For I God's sakes, just yeah. pull over. Yeah. I've needed to pee for an hour. Would you pull yeah, over? I don't need to pee as much. Again, yeah, cats and exactly. men are different. Yeah, very different. Yeah, very different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. What's up, by the way, with territorial peeing? Because my cats back are, to dogs. Yeah, no, my my cat's territorial oh, pee. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, they pee it's on awful. You. They, well, they have. They've peed on my head twice, which means they're saying to the other cats, "She's my special someone." Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Very flattering. Yes. Very. Very flattering. <laughs> um, cats live in prides. It's a hierarchy. And so just like with, with packs of dogs, there's one that's going to be the head. Well, when another one comes in, like let's say you have three cats and there's one that's the big boss. Well, when you have three more cats, the two big bosses are fighting for each other. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. so it's like a primary but uglier. No, it's the other way around. <laughs> right. It's like a primary exactly, but, but nicer. But not quite as ugly. Yeah. yeah. It just involves peeing on things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> So yeah, they'll they'll start to fight, and then those particular places end up being the place where they're gonna say that's mine. No, that's mine. And then they go somewhere else and say, okay, then that's mine. And then the other one says, oh, okay, I'm going over here. That's mine. Do you think if I left out a label gun, they would use that instead? They would not. No. I'm gonna answer that for Leslie. <laughs> you don't think we need an expert for that? No, no. Yeah. It, label it gun. It almost question. feels like that's one of those questions that the, your expert yeah. is not expected to answer at all. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Leslie, thank you for those insights into the world of feline behavior. And Paula, having processed all this, what advice do you have for our listeners who have cats that might be slightly feral-ish? All right, Stephen, can you put a little something underneath this? My cat Wednesday may be being bullied by another cat who calls her names like Low Energy Wednesday, Pocahontas, and Lion Wens. She may need me to put on an addition to my house with a big screen TV and a walk-in bathtub, which isn't going to happen. Cats maintain some amount of their wild survivor instincts, many stockpile weapons. 
cats should be trapped, neutered, released, and given an REI rewards card. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, that would have been been disturbing enough without Ravel's Bolero. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much. You too. Thank you, Leslie and Weiss. Thank you, Leslie. Uh, Leslie is the executive director of Surf Cat Rescue and Adoption and a certified feline training and behavior specialist. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Paula, I know you're always out on the road. It's a thing with you. Um possibly because your house is stuffed with cats. Um, what have you got coming up? Well, that kitty litter isn't cheap, Adam. And that's why I'm going to be at the Guard Arts Center in New London, Connecticut on August 10th and Town Hall in Provincetown August 11th. See, that's back-to-back. That is back-to-back indeed. That's one day after the other. And if you enjoyed Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, and I know that I did, please uh, show us some love, drop a review at your podcast app or iTunes or wherever you get in your podcasts. Well, Adam, I hope people out there have been listening. We try, we suggest, we advise, but do they listen? They do not. Uh, we call it Nobody <laughs> Listens to Paula Poundstone for a reason. Our show is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, the same Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, and Ken Lezebnik, along with Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Jorge Reyes. Special thanks to tonight's house band trumpeter Stephen Billington and to our guest Dr. Michelle Sherman and Leslie Ann Weiss. Snacks for our guests provided by the Tahunga Liquor Store down the street. That's our show. Won't somebody please listen to me? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey, everybody. As longtime listeners know, when Helix Mattresses first started sponsoring our show, Bonnie Burns somehow got the drop on me and made off with the first mattress. But in the intervening years, I have gotten myself a Helix mattress. I've had it for almost a year now, and it has improved my sleep. It has improved my life. I could not be happier. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, which I have, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, which is a mattress designed just for big and tall sleepers, and they even have mattresses made just for kids. Now, if you're like me and you were a little nervous about trying it online, or like Paula, who was screaming in fear of buying a mattress online, don't be. The Helix Sleep Quiz takes into account your individual sleep preference to match you and your partner with the perfect mattress. I took the quiz and I ended up with the great mattress for a side sleeper, the Helix Midnight Lux. Take my word for it, everybody. The Helix Midnight Lux. Oh, don't want to take Adam's word for it. I don't blame you. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and... Two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula and use the code helixpartner20. This is their best offer yet and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Paula. Paula, I invited you over, but (laughs) fell asleep. Helixsleep.com slash Paula. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code.